Hi, I'm Anthony, and this is People Make Music. Today's guest is Byron Mueller, who does music under Suncatcher. Byron Frederick, he's a live PA performer, uh, oscillate board member, and an event organizer for many years. So I'm so excited uh, to have Byron with us. He's uh, going to be participating in Oscillate's fourth compilation, the Collaboration Compilation. Byron, thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> good morning. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is our third podcast for Oof. People Make Music. Could just do some kind of metal intro. People Make Music. Yeah. That's another podcast. Okay, let's 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 do that. Yeah. Yeah. And cut. Open to open on and scene. So let's just talk a little bit about you. Let's get right down to it. Let's get right down to it. No more banter, my friend. Yeah. All right. Tell me about a little bit about your your journey kind of in a more general sense of making music. Has is always been a part of your life? Um How's, how's that happen? How's that sort of played out for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I played piano as, as a kid, you know, obviously uh, my folks put my, my brothers in it in lessons and, and not me, because I guess they figured it wouldn't take. And then uh, after a few uh, years, I was only only one playing uh, the darn thing. So they stuck me in lessons and uh, kind of went the distance. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of went up to like grade I don't know, 10 or 11 in mm. conservatory, conservatory of music. And then that's the point where they kind of say, well, they start kind of, I don't want to say molding, but grooming you towards saying you want either want to be a classic pianist or a teacher, all this stuff. And that wasn't for me. So, you know, I kind of laid out of that and then got into more modern styles of uh, just everything that was out there at the time and then just kind of pursued that. But, uh, uh, you know, grateful for the, that background because that, uh, gave me the understanding of, you know, you know, basic music theory, chords, scales, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, whether you're approaching other instruments like a bass or, or, or synths or, or probably more important, like other musical styles, you could kind of figure out what's happening. Like, oh, what is happening in this genre, right? Yeah, like, and a lot of uh, the music producers in electronic, various electronic realms uh, don't necessarily have that background. Yeah, um, which is what, cool what you, too. Well, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. Like what's yeah. what do you think it brings to your music production oh that, well that music experience i, I think there's two there's two uh sides to that so we'll go with the one with uh with with my experience coming to it it's kind of like i was mentioning in my my answer there like it kind of helps me figure out what's going on in terms of you know what chord structure and scales and and all that but uh at the flip side uh whether it's like rock or electronic uh, it's folks that don't have a musical theory background but are just in, interested in music come up with interesting stuff as well and you know a lot of the times some of the more interesting styles right so you go up to somebody and go well how are you doing that or like what you know voicings or harmonies are you doing and they just kind of look at you blankly and <laughs> well not just i'm on it so uh yeah. i get it i think there's i think there's benefits to each approach right so Kind of right, like my bass whole... playing. Yeah, I'm I'm not a trained bass player, but I, I I like to play bass and rock out on it. But uh, again, you know, it's more of uh, 
you know, the, the art student uh, perspective versus the trained musician perspective. And that's the cool thing about each, each approach is yeah. all right. Yeah. I think. Um, so uh, has music always been like an obsession for you? Has it always been a big thing in, in your life, in your awareness? Yeah, man. Uh, I'd say it's always been uh, in there. And that's one of the things I'm grateful for, you know, not only just for like the experience of, uh, of being a musician, but uh, even more so now, well, maybe not more so, but just as much of it is uh, the, uh, the, the people oriented experiences that I've gotten out of it. You know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's uh, grateful for being productive as an artist, but also of just uh, all the folks that I've met along the way, the friendships that have happened. So uh, it's been, it's been good. It's been, it's given a lot back to me on, uh, on uh, both ends of uh, the coin. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned art school. And uh, when I was growing up, I've, I studied some art and I did wind up gravitating towards music because of the social aspect of it. That's exactly what, you know, I mean, I love music and I love art and image, but you know, that whole, yeah, by its nature is about doing stuff with, with people uh, mm-hmm. in the creation and in the, and in the events side. Of yeah. Too, right? You know, uh, you know, case in point, like oscillate, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, we'll, we're talking about the people aspect, but uh, being a producer can be a lonely path, right? At times, right? You've just yeah. got all this stuff and you're based in, uh, you know, your bedroom studio or studio, whatever ha- you've got going on. But it's, you know, there were years in my life where I'm going, geez, is there anybody else like doing this stuff uh, that I'm doing? Like that's near me, right? So it, you know, took some searching for that, right? But uh you know, through the scene and just like kind of meeting like a, a you know folks uh, in town and elsewhere, you you know you you eventually figure that out. And you know, through that came not only just you know playing shows like at Tava and stuff or elsewhere, but uh, you know, uh, oscillate forming. So you know, it's gone from like a lonely path to you know now it's up to us. You know, yeah. oscillate. Uh, what are we going to do with this uh, this this opportunity? Right. Yeah. Um, so would you, what, what kind of advice would you give to a, a young person who is in their bedroom kind of going in a sense, there's a comfort to just being there and doing your own thing. And, you know, and then on the other hand, there's a value of reaching out. Like, what would you say to someone Oof. who's considering, is it worth that effort? Yeah. You know, uh, I guess, and these are there, they, they, They'll sound like cliche advice, but uh, I think they're they're very pertinent. Uh, number one is, uh, you know, follow your heart in terms of the the music you want to make. You know, don't pander to uh, uh, specific styles or bandwagons. You know, like you'll you'll find your spot anyways if you're doing what you you want to do. And uh, geez, I forgot the second one <laughs> already. But uh, I mean, that's really like the the main one. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's too often not. Oh yeah. Second point kind of is from the first is because in the end, you know, you're, you're left with, uh, if you, if you do stay to uh, stay true to your influences, you're left with the body of content that you're, you're proud of. Right. You know, versus yeah. if you're just trying to make like uh, minimal tracks because minimal is hip or it's coming back or, or, you know, Italia tracks a little, uh, unless you're into it, you know, if you are into making Italia tracks, then make the best ones you can, right? Yeah. Uh, regardless if it's big or not, you know. But uh, for heaven's sake, just uh, 
stick true to your uh, passions and your, your, your tastes, you know, and uh, you know, that music or scenes or, or gigs will, 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 will come your way. Right. Well, uh, our friend Leif um, was mentioning uh, how the Muppets are a, uh, a good model to fall to, yeah. to, to, to follow as far as yeah. just people who aren't necessarily the best, you know, Bozzy's not the best comedian and <laughs> Kermit doesn't necessarily hold everybody together as well as he should, no. but they're just, they're friends. They, they do the best they can and they're just doing it right. They just love yeah, what they do. And they get it done. They're yeah, it. exactly. So, you know, in the end, that's it, you know, if you're, you know, giving yourself a chance to, to do something and, uh, you know, get it done. Yeah. Sure. Um, so let's take a, um, a pause to maybe uh, listen to uh, one of your tracks and you uh, suggested two of them and we'll talk yeah. a little bit about technical stuff after that. I think yeah. here. Sure. Um, which one would you like to start with? Ooh, let's uh, let's start with the sun catcher track. Okay. Um Tell us a little bit about the Suncatcher uh, Ooh, track. Uh, um, like, you know, why do you love it so much? You know? Yeah, I do. Well, oh, geez, there's a whole bunch of reasons for this one. Number one, it was the first uh, track I released as Suncatcher, which was kind of my uh, coming of age track of uh, saying, you know, I want to have a moniker that's specifically focused to all things uh, dub. So it's really my... Uh, it's really my litmus test in terms of synth-driven dub uh, for, you know, in terms of productions that I'm doing these days, right? So uh, that was, you know, really important track uh, for me in, in that case. And now, right. now the challenge is for me to just, like, do more with that, right? So now I've, you know, launched that moniker, so it's time to get busy and put out more music. It's time to get those. busy. It is, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, uh, play, play the track. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That sounds pretty good in Zoom. Yeah, so it came oh, through on Zoom. So that's a technical, uh, technical feat. So well yes. done, hooray for us! <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, there's a lot going on in that track in terms of, uh, you know, electronic uh, production. Uh, there's like melodica in there, which, uh, you know, I'm just in love with like Pablo Augustus or Augustus Pablo's uh, stuff. You know, he's like the melodica player from, uh, you know, the quintessential uh, melodica player from like all those dub recordings from, is that know, right? Okay. Yeah. Starting back from, uh, yeah. Uh, folks in the dub thing, they're listening to that. I'm like, Hey, but it's, you know, think of that track. And they're going, so you're the Augustus Pablo of Calgary electronic <laughs> music is what you're saying. I'm like, totally. That's great. Thank you. You know, Take it. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they were being facetious or, or what, but I took it as a compliment. So I, I yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, Wow, man. Yeah, I just love that. And so, yeah, you just kind of um, uh, went and, uh, and and decided to just use that name as, a, as that moniker of... Yeah, you know, uh, thing. yeah, just, I, you know, well, coming up, that's a whole other podcast trying to come up with a good moniker, but uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I, I know. just yeah. felt it was something fitting enough. And, uh, you know, I've been doing, uh, you know, West Indian and, uh, you know, dub make dub uh, type of music uh, long enough that I figured it was time to kind of uh, dedicate a moniker to that. So productions. can I go off book a little bit here? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. I always, I've been really struggling lately with this challenge of cultural appropriation. And uh, I acknowledge that actually it's too, it's sort of multiple uh, goals, uh, this idea of cultural appropriation of taking music from, uh, let's say someone like me taking music that I might love from say Africa or something like that and, and using incorporating it either as a DJ, as a performer. So on the one hand, I want that freedom to explore it. On the other hand, I, I want to respect uh, those with less power who and allow, you know, allow space for them to share their creativity. All those kinds of pieces, you know, there's that whole, you got to prove that you know it well enough that you got to prove that you have permission, all those pieces, um, you know, and yet on the other hand, we're just here to make music, to make people happy. Um, have you ever explored that? Have you kind of thought about the cultural appropriation piece since you play around with, you know, this music that's not necessarily, I, I don't know, are, do you have a, uh, a deep cultural uh, connection to the music of the West Indies? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's an excellent question, Anthony. And uh, yes, I have actually thought about that. And it was just kind of more recently as uh, we're all kind of, you know, uh, you know, w waking up to uh, yeah. these things that have been played in society. And uh, I guess I'll start with number one, uh, you know, I think music is about language, right? And it always has been. So I think if you're doing something uh, taste tastefully and respectfully, then uh, it's all right, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, number two, uh, back in the day, like I've been uh, doing, uh, you know, West Indian, you know, beats and vibes for, for a long time. Like one of my first and, you know, best bands I've been in was uh, a reggae soca band called uh, WI which was, uh, you know, fantastic experience. So me, I was just like a kid, you know, like 18, yeah, eight, 18, 19 years old. And it was because of, I was playing with uh, a drummer in uh, my, my high school band, his dad, uh, Jim Garraway, who I consider like one of my uh, musical mentors, 
uh, had this uh, West Indian band, you know, you know, playing soca, all the soca hits of the day and uh, reggae and mm-hmm. ska and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So he got me and uh, my best friend Jojo into that band. So we played in that band for, I don't know, about four years or, or so. And uh, it was awesome. You know, it was like a full-on part-time job. Like we were like all over the place. Uh, you know, we, we would play like, uh, you know, the Republic. Uh, what, what was the Republic's club? Uh, like similar one uh, up in Edmonton. It wasn't Black Dog, but something. So we, we were in that scene. We were in the, the alternative scene, like opening for like Bad Manners, uh, uh, you know, the Whalers, Third World, mm. uh, the Mighty Sparrow, Byron Lee and wow. the Dragon Lats. Uh, yeah, all those guys. And then at the same time, we were the, you know, uh, let's throw a party and book, uh, book this, these guys' bands. So we'd play, uh, you know, whatever it was, like a Chamber of Commerce meeting uh, somewhere, uh, you know, just like uh, conventions, like out in, uh, you know, Banff and uh, uh, like in all sorts of like hotels, uh, just like different vibes. Like, so basically, you know, playing like the club scene with like playing these like awesome, uh, you know, uh, club shows to like doing uh, convention center stuff for like the, you know, 50 plus crowd or like the business crowd. So it was just a fantastic experience, you know, to playing like care fests and stuff Amazing. like that where you're yeah. playing on floats. Right. And just playing like that. Cause every year there's like uh, they call them road tunes, which are like the, the top, the top five soca hits from, of the, of the uh, year. So we'd learn those and then you just rattle those off for like eight hours straight on a float. Right. So it's just, <laughs> uh, you know, just learning the phrasing and just hanging, like hanging around with those guys. I think Jim was, uh, well, they were all expatriates from like the West Indies from like uh, the singers from Grenada. Uh, well, the other singer guitarist was from uh, Nevis. Jeez, uh, I think, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm ashamed. I can't remember where Jim's, uh, where, which island he was from. But anyways, just that exposure to that, those music and rhythms and uh, was just uh, seminal in terms of, uh, um, of uh, my background. And also Jim was like a jazz guy. So that kind of gave me uh, some, like my step two, you know, like, you know, you know, forget the Royal Conservatory stuff. And he'd be saying, well, okay, the song's an A, so play, you know, uh, you know, a seventh chord with the flat five on the fifth and then uh, go from there. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, but I still use that stuff to this day. Right. Like if my key's an A, then I'll just, uh, I'll see how like a ninth chord with a flat five or something uh, sounds on that. Right. And those are just kind of those big ravey chords that, you know, people have figured out on their own that maybe didn't have yeah. a jam or uh, in their life or whatever, but they just, they just kind of did, but, uh, so, so what I'm hearing is there's a, for in your particular case, there's that, like, it's just a real organic process totally. where it yeah. just came. Thanks for reining me in there. Yeah. Cause we were, we, yeah. The more serious part of your question about cu- cultural appropriation is, uh, you know, I've reflected on it a lot and, uh, uh, I guess, I guess it goes back to, I think if you're doing something tastefully and, you know, music is about, you know, language and sharing. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. should be good. Cause if you can't do that there, then, uh, you know, nothing's going to advance. Well, and grow. you mentioned the idea of, of bandwagony stuff and, you know, oh, I'm going to play something indigenous because people are really interested in it, but I don't have that necessarily, uh, uh, you know, background in it. Maybe not yeah. so much, uh, not, not so cool. Um, yeah. Whereas um, I really do know the music is I've, you know, I've had this long experience personally. And it's just, yeah. again, your original conversation about 
um, follow your heart, follow your passion. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think again, it's, that's about context. You know, that is like a, yeah. uh, that's, you have to be very, uh, um, uh, careful is the wrong word, but, uh, I think you just have to really sure. think, yeah, you have to really think through your decision making process. Conscious. You can do that. Yeah. Conscious yeah. of your decision. Cause, yeah. uh, like I was at, uh, I mean, maybe you don't know anything or have any connection to a, a music, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't play it in your set. It should be the, you should be aware of the reasons why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like at, uh, for example, I went to that, uh, you know, those fireworks competitions that uh, yep. happened. International. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, we went to the one. It was like after the awards were set out and it was just kind of like the, the winning teams were doing their, thi- their, their thing. But uh, the whole set was uh, pretty much, uh, you know, uh, electronic stuff done by like uh, indigenous artists. Right. So, and it was awesome. Right. And I thought it was very appropriate in terms of, uh, you know, everything that was going on and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what was what was at play in the public consciousness of about uh, regarding reconciliation and all that and trying to be more aware of it. So yeah, I thought it was great. A, it, it did it for me like a, on that level because it was like a, you know, conscious uh, musical selection mm-hmm. and and B, it sounded awesome. So which is yeah. important too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I often think about, I mean, returning this whole idea of being um, formally trained in music versus not. And one of the things I think you do get from being formally trained is being able to make your decisions more uh, um, with a goal, a specific intention in mind, more intentionally, as you say. Oh, this song is an A. Um, if I want to have a certain rabby thing, I'm going to play a certain kind of chord. And that's why I'm doing it. And is it maybe not the same, uh, the same principle of, okay, I'm going to choose uh, a piece of music that's indigenous, that's Indian, that's, you know, from Grenadian. Um, Why am I doing it? This like a really conscious. Yeah. I think uh, it can be, it can be, I think it can be for all those reasons, right? Maybe you just, you know, maybe you're making a constant, conscious decision can't talk uh to shine a light on something or create awareness or Mm -hmm. maybe you're just like addicted to tabla sounds like uh you know i have been for you know oh i know decades you know well and that's the tricky thing too sometimes you just go oh i can't get enough of that like i'm still pretty obsessed with like kind of um arabic middle eastern um kind of music you know and And in my life choices, I, you know, I've traveled a little bit through the area and have a little bit of familiarity, maybe just because about that interest. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes, and maybe that's what art, that's a tricky thing. On the one hand, let's be conscious about it. On the other hand, art should be spontaneous, should come from your heart, from what you love. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And I think you can cap that conversation by going, you know, if it's good, it's good, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. If you make good music, then, then the rest will take care of itself, right? So, yeah, definitely. Hey, let's talk about gear. Are you, uh, do you really yeah. love gear? Are you, oh, uh, no. what, are, no. what are some of your, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just panning around. My wow. Video look now. At that, hey, yeah. Um, what's your go to piece then? Like, Ooh, without, you know, like top, top three in your case, uh, maybe top 20. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's lots of, thankfully, there is lots of, alternatives to, to Ableton out there, but, uh, you know, I'm, 
I am a fan of Ableton and I'm, you know, deep in the age of Ableton in terms of uh, that. That's how I can uh, take, uh, you know, that's where I, my create creation process, you know, ends, doesn't always start in there, but uh, that's how I get it into a fashion, whether it's a recording or in a method to uh, perform live uh, out to the masses. But, well, uh, uh, you know what, you, maybe let's go there for a second. Yeah, What's yeah. your process like? Um, so you're saying you, you, you end on it. So um, yeah. you'll, you'll lay down tracks like from a, an, an acoustic instrument or, or whatever and just record totally. it as an audio clip? Or? Yeah, I think that's, that's a thing that's cool about it. And probably any, uh, if, depending how you approach it, is that sometimes I use stuff in the box because that's awesome, right? And frankly, I think that's what makes these tools ubiquitous to whether you're like a 17-year-old kid or a 15-year-old kid with just a laptop, you could make the next awesome most awesome track in the universe, right? So that's mm -hmm. good for humankind, right? But uh, on the, the, the same token, I dig it because it's modular, right? And not only in like a gear sense, but in ideas, right? Because you could uh, be, you know, you could jam something like on a, a guitar riff and put that in there, right? And then uh, take like uh, something from like my MS-20 or, or my microcorg or whatever and do that, right? And get that in there and then build the track or create a MIDI track in Ableton, uh, which, which is, you know, you could do that in any DAW and then put that into the outside world, right? You know, put via MIDI or MIDI to CV. So I, I, I look at Ableton as like a modular tour, uh, tool and not modular in like the Eurorack sense, but just modular as in like ideas, like, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of my approach, you know, am I staying in the box? That's cool. If not, or maybe I want to do stuff, you know, take stuff from the outside world, like external gear and all that and get it in there. So it's a, it's a great way uh, for, for me, it's like a giant loop tap pedal, right. In terms of getting your ideas in there and, you know, so your uh, your your workflow doesn't necessarily follow a predictable kind of pattern, is it? Uh, it 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 does in that uh, you know I just uh, get my ideas. Eventually, it'll start to gel as you know what's what is the bass track like? You know what is the percussion? You know what is theme one? Be it a synth or a guitar riff or what is theme two, theme three, or whatever. How many themes, right? Uh, is there a vocal? So like that, the set in, in the Ableton set will start to, you know, present itself in the same way, right? And mm -hmm. What's happening with the drums and the drum kits and all that. So it starts to form, take a, a like the, the songs will look the same way once they're, they're going in, in Ableton, right? But the exciting part is just like getting the ideas in there, you know, I'm an idea man. Oh yeah. Do you have yeah. trouble? Yeah. Do you have so next question, do you have yeah. trouble finishing songs? Yeah, of course. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. Takes one to know one, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's, I yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the discipline comes in, you know. And uh, but uh, to that sense, uh, you know, if I was gonna give my when I give advice, it's like now's the time to get stuff done. So I've decided to take that advice and uh, you know, looking at my, you know, crazy, you know, schedule of uh of what I've got going on. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm taking the first week of uh, December off. So I'm going to just wake up and uh, instead of going downstairs to work, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, do what I do there, I'm going to, 
and trying to find the time, you know, after the fact and the energy to, you know, go from looking at a computer all day for work to looking at a computer or gear, you know, all evening, it's, you know, it's tiresome. I'm like, forget it, man. I'm tapping out. I'm not going to work for a week. I'm going to finish off like my EPs that have been almost done uh, for both my son, Katja and, uh, and uh, Byron Frederick projects and get them done. So, you know, that's the commitment side, you know, coming up with ideas is easy and it's, you know, free flow. And, you know, because I know how to, how I like to work uh, with my gear and Ableton that those ideas happen quickly, but it's the, you know, managing myself to discipline the discipline part to finishing the track is, uh, you know, what I need to focus on. So I'm actively taking time before a year end to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, and, and I, I don't know about you, I find playing around people and sharing my music with people can be motivating. Is, is, is that, does that kind of motivate you? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, it is and it isn't, it's almost like social media because then you, I look at uh, other producers I know and they're so prolific there, you know, it's like, you know, Oh, well, you know, what's up, Joe? Oh, I just finished four more tracks. I'm like, but I just talked to you two days ago. You know, I hate your guts, you know? Ow. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. So, so it, but it is, but I'd say by and large, it's, I, again, I think that the massive positive is uh, just, uh, you know, just sharing that experience. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I get a lot out of uh, talking to other producers and, and uh, artists, because I just, uh, you know, the positive side is just kind of getting that rubbing off on that, their vibe of, you know, getting stuff done and, and doing things. Right. So it makes me want to go after I see a show, I want to go home and, you know, work on tracks. Yes. Like that, Last you know? night, exactly the same thing happened. I left the show early to go to some, like, yeah. like What I just show? Listened. What? What show was that? The- uh, there's a, a Wednesday hump day thing, which is like oh. a regular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Been, yeah that's, that's right. Cool. Man. I've never been. Oh yeah. Well, next time, let me know. I'd love to, you know, I've been it needing was, to go check out a hump. It's been a while since I've been to one. So as in yeah, years. So. Yeah. Um, but there's that whole thing and it was, it was good music, but I just got so inspired. I was like, um, yeah. So it's good. Like, uh, you know, 90% is it's very inspiring. And then there's the 10% of that, like, Oh, you know, like uh, I should be really doing more, but I, <laughs> Again, try not Good. to be hard on myself on that no. and just say, you know what, rather than, uh, you know, take this feeling and, and uh, do something uh, productive with it, which is, you know, like what I'm doing now. It's like, man, I'm taking, uh, taking time off from my, my, my day life, my day job and uh, focusing on this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you'd sort of, uh, we talked a little bit about this whole idea of having, um, different artist names, uh, for different mm. kinds of artistic mm-hmm. directions. Um, we'll play this, this, this song, uh, maybe we'll play the song and then we'll sort of talk about, sure. um, why, uh, how, how Byron Frederick is a little bit different from, uh, Sun Ketcha Indeed. And, and from Byron Mueller. All right. Um, so let me just, um, gear this, uh, share up here. No, that's not what I'm doing. Let's run the clip. Let's run the clip. Can you run that clip? Run it. Who's in charge of running the clip? Yeah, you are. You are, Anthony. <laughs> okay, I think we're here.
Oof. Oof. <laughs> Tingles. I have to go back and figure out what those chords are on the, on the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was say, wait. Um, that little, that synth, was that a, um, a, a, a digital thing or was that an actual? That sounded like a, a pretty nice little synth there. That little bubbling kind of one? That, oh, that, that little ARP yeah. thing? Oh, that is, that is a Roland TB303, my friend. Yeah. 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 That, the true story. Uh, I was driving home. I used to frequent uh, the pawn shops in uh, on 17th Ave Southwest or Southeast yeah. okay. and uh, pawn shop superstore. I popped in there like just to see if there's any gear. And uh, I'm looking in the radar dis- uh, detector section for some reason, like, holy crap, that I think that's a TB303. And uh, I-, I go over and it is. And uh, I asked him, well, can I, can I try it? And uh, they-, they turned it on and, this was like, this is probably about 15 years ago or more, right? Okay. But uh, uh, so anyways, I just, it was serendipitous. I'm like, hey, this is my chance to, to get one, right? You know, and it was still, you know, I think it was maybe around 600 bucks or so. So that's like a lot less than, you know, what they, they go mm-hmm. for. It's usually mm-hmm. about like 3,600 pounds, right, at the time. Wow. But uh because they, the world wasn't kind of reproducing them uh, in one form or another uh, at the time. But anyways, uh, it, uh, I went, this is my chance. I, I, I got I, I to gotta do this, right? So, yeah, I'm glad I got it. And uh, What a great sound. Yeah, thanks, man. And it's, and it's synced uh, by MIDI from uh, the great, late, late, great JL from the National uh, Music Center. So he put like a MIDI retrofit in it to make it talk to... Uh, Oh, wow. To, uh, to, to Ableton. So that's, uh, yeah. But anyways, that uh, long answer to your story, but yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. TB303. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. It's part of my, part of my sound, you know? Um, so sound. Yeah, absolutely. So totally different kinds of pieces. Um, what, what does, what kind of music does, uh, do we hear out of Byron Frederick? Frederick? Oh, that, so- well, again, that kind of goes into like the conscious decision. Cause I was doing, you know, all things like dubby, you know, down tempo. And then, but I also kind of really dig uh, like four on the floor, uh, you know, sexy, cool uh, house and techno, right? So that's, that's the intent of uh, Byron Frederick with, you know, Frederick being my, my middle name. And uh, that's what I'm kind of choosing to, pro- you know, portray those two styles and two different monikers, you know, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, for some folks, they can do it all under one. And uh, I think it's just really a personal choice. I think, uh, you know, you got to just kind of decide on your path and go from there. But for me, I felt conflicted where I would show up and go, well, you know, this is like a down tempo gig. And, uh, you know, uh, or yeah, I just, it would just, for me, it just uh, internally kind of led to conflicts going like, what kind of set should I play here? You know, mm-hmm. when I was showing up back with my old uh, monikers, phonotactic, which was all things, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I just figured, you know what, just to give myself a better uh, semblance of identity for you know, what I'm showing up to a gig as, then uh, I think it helped me going, well, okay, I'm going to play this set at Cavaz by and Frederick. So it's going to be, by and large, you know, uh, you know up-tempo, uh, you know, house and techno, right? You know, mm-hmm. there'll, there'll still be some dub uh, influences in there because I can't help myself. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, or, you know, what's the approach? Maybe like in, a, uh, you know, 
another gig like uh, four weeks later, it'd be, well, no, I'm good. This is going to be like a suncatcher, you know, dubby gig, you know, deep yeah. synth driven dub. So it kind of helped me like define my approach. It helps was, you and, and it helps, yeah. of course, the listeners and the promoters. Yeah. Like, what are we expecting? Yeah. What should yeah. we? Yeah. 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 You know, and I guess it's just really how, yeah. And again, you know, like some folks pull it off, like doing like uh, multiple like genres under one uh, uh, moniker. But for me, it kind of just helped with uh, my mm-hmm. approach. And maybe you're similar to me too, where you're just, your interest goes in so many different directions. Yeah. You just yeah. have to acknowledge it and yeah. it up. Um, so I think maybe what we'll do is, uh, if, if uh, we can, we're just getting close to the end of this, but what I'd love to do is, um, you're, you're, you're participating in the collaboration, uh, compilation, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. Uh, how, how are you feeling about that? Who are you working with? I think it's cool. Uh, you know what? I am working with, uh... I think it's an artist named Sean Beaver. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's the next step, uh, you know, for Oscillate in that, you know, first we were a bunch of like artists that, uh, you know, met and were kind of doing things, you know, events and stuff together and releases. And then we, we gelled and, you know, became the nonprofit and, now we're reaching out beyond ourselves, which is, I think, important, right? So mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we, which is, you know, it was always the intent, but now we're really doing it. So I think it's a good thing. And it's, uh, you know, excited for it to, to get cracking and see what, uh, what comes of uh, all these compilations for sure. Absolutely. And, and uh, actually, I've heard Sean, uh, some of Sean's stuff on uh some of the cgsw programming so you know it was just uh by chance that i was matched with him but uh uh the the, the fella that's uh you know organizing the comp- compilation matt from oscillate just said hey what do you think about you know doing stuff with sean beaver and uh uh a i, I kind of recognized the name and i listened to some of his stuff so uh, on on all points i was like yeah this will, this will be great mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked out well for me too. I'm 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 doing stuff with John A. and I'd I'd heard him previously a long time ago, actually. Oh, okay, so good. I'm excited to. Um, yeah, so it's about reaching out, man, and uh, you know those connections. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. bet. And in, and when do what you know? What other time do we more need to connect with others to 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 reach out outside of our own bubble? Uh, you know, socially, artistically psychically yeah okay. yeah now now's the time anthony you know yeah, yeah yeah for sure all right well listen let's just wrap this up byron mueller yeah. aka sun catcher byron frederick i am so happy that was a great chat i really yeah. like talking yeah this. thanks thanks for going, having me that was going good. There. yeah no problem all right okay take care <laughs>